Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 294. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello. Thanks for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our entertainment podcast right after this. I'm going to kick things off uh, with the NBA. It has begun. Some are doing much better than others. Yeah, nothing too serious so far. Only, I think... Some teams have played four games. Some teams have only played two, so not much you can draw from it. The 76ers have played 15. <laughs> All no, still, still just four, and they're uh, one in three, which isn't a good look for them, but uh, they made them play some good teams. But Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I love that team, that they, they made it more like Harden's Houston Rockets teams. Uh, but yeah, long season, still 78 more to go. So yeah, A lot of guys I still need to warm up. Harden had a fat air ball. So did James, whoever so else. I, uh, the only game I've uh, watched so far was I uh, was the Clippers-Lakers game, which I believe was Thursday night. And I, I was almost going to text well. you, Andy, because that team, like the Clippers, I think they're definitely the deepest team in the NBA, as long as they stay healthy. And what I was going to say is Kawhi Leonard, he came in off the bench, and I Oof. think he didn't come in until the second quarter or the end of the first it was all the way six minutes left. Yeah, yeah. Like the second and quarter, half, yeah. and he went, and he two, he came uh, in, and he immediate. was not. Yeah, he was not shy at all, mm-hmm. which I liked. He came out. It was like four. I think out of like five possessions, it was four shots, like six points or something like that. Or you know, he he looked good, and then John Wall also looked good. He made a couple shots, and then he got some mid range shots, and then he got some confidence and kept shooting. And it's going to be a good good team, but I, I think I think they'll be definitely really good and ready come playoffs because I think this is going to be one of those seasons where. From what I can tell early on, it looks like what is the thing on Kawhi? It looks like is it every other game? Is it like just not the second end of a back to back? Is it, it no? It looks like choose? it looks like every other game at this point because he's out tonight and they've had rest. So. And he, I, I, so that tells me I think it's kind of a pick and choose thing because he didn't play against Sacramento, but he did play against Phoenix. Yeah, which they they lost by fifteen, and now he's not playing against OKC, and you don't want to blow that game. But yeah, uh, Paul George is also out, and John no Wall is going to play, but someone else. Oh, Morris. Because uh, Morris uh, has a funeral, so um, so they could blow a game to Oklahoma City, who uh, shouldn't ever win a game. It looks like, um, but yeah, it's going to be strange. I think that'll probably change, and Kawhi will play a little more games, um, probably after the holiday break or something. But yeah, that's what I was thinking because you can't do that all season long. No, he's not going to play, play thirty-two games or something. Well, at least hope not. Um, I'm sure he'll end up playing at least sixty. But 65. just yeah, just kind of. Get a little stronger, get a little bit back more into it. Um, I know the Nuggets were doing that with Murray already too. That he was playing every other game so far. So yeah, they have they have a lot of depth to to withstand that though. So yeah, the yeah the Clippers are without yeah George and Leonard. So they got their you know there's still a decent lineup in there tonight. You got Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, Norman Powell, Nick Batum, and Zubach. So it's like you know Kennard and Wall and Covington come off the bench. So. That's that's the thing that's going to help them is that they're going to be able to get away with games like this because of their depth. Like they're still throwing out a competitive lineup and especially a competitive lineup against the Oklahoma City Thunder. But it's the NBA. Crazy things happen. I mean, Utah Jazz are three and one. Started off three and zero. Yeah, starting three and zero, and then you lose to the zero and three Houston Rockets. Like oh. I don't know how it works that way, but that's yeah. And that was the thing. Their, their schedule weird. wasn't cupcake to start. I mean, they took out Denver and then they took out. I think it was New Orleans or something was the third game and Minnesota in there too. I mean, some tough teams they played early on. 
But uh, yeah, it's still too early in the season. Nothing. I don't even think there's anything that really stands out, doesn't stand out. It's not, it's just too early to tell. Yeah, on one hand, don't overreact, but also on the other, there's some things you could tell are not going to work. Like, yeah, you know, the, the Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers. Yeah. The Los Angeles Lakers. It was, you know, it was funny because like when they made a little bit of a comeback against the Clippers when they were down 15 and I think they like took the lead or tied it, it was like that was against the, the depth of the bench against the Clippers. And then finally, and then once, Tyron Lue took that timeout, put Paul George back in, put Kawhi Leonard back in. They jumped back up ahead. And the funny thing about that game is this is the sick part about for any of you sports bettors out there was that the spread in that game was five and the Lakers were down four with the ball. LeBron James takes a deep three with like about three seconds or so on the clock, misses it an air ball, but Patrick Beverly fighting for it down low. I believe it was Beverly caused a loose ball foul because he basically just pushed Covington in the back. And so Clippers go and take two free throws with about two seconds left on the clock, make them both to win by six. And that is the sickness sometimes of betting sports and especially betting basketball. So just for you people out there listening that like to bet, it's like sometimes you're on the good side of that if you had the Clippers and then sometimes you're on the bad side because if LeBron James airballs that ball out of bounds, two seconds left down by four, this is the NBA. They're not going to foul. In college, they'll foul down 12 with like eight seconds left because they just think there's going to be that miracle where all the lights go out and it becomes a tie game. But no, not here. NBA, they're realists. They know that their actual chances of winning, but that's that showbiz, baby. That's why it's called gambling. Get up. But anyway, hey, I just, I just, you know, I like to show that a little note out there for our people that listen that do like to. I also call them realtors. Excuse me? That's like realists or something. Oh yeah, I know. I don't know what I said. Real realists. <laughs> yeah, there he is. realists. Realists. <laughs> Sell you a nice home. Yeah, we probably could. My roommate is a, a realtor. So yeah. actually, if you are looking to buy a home here, <laughs> oh wow, that's We're for not our, doing ads. We're that's, not doing ads. That's for other podcast. So yeah, right, I've watched a fair amount of the Lakers in that Clipper game, and uh, it was fun to. It's just it's refreshing to see the Clippers and. Uh, I don't want to say any more just because curse. Yeah, you all. enjoyed Anthony Davis's injury. Oh, uh, I just he's glass. He is like glass. How how is he gonna play the whole season? Every single he's person not. in there went, Oh <laughs> and then he's like, I'm fine. And he's like, fake out, I'm fucking dead. Well, that, but, that's what was funny about that when he did say he was fine. He couldn't even make it to half court. Each yeah, possession. it was like five seconds later. Like, the Clippers run a power play for like two minutes. God. So, yeah, I mean, that was what? Game two and a half of the season? I'm nervous. That was, that was the first game. No, it was the second game. It was their second game. They played the Warriors. That, it was like game yeah. one and a half, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Seasons Alrighty. have begun and that's always a good time of year. Yep, and uh, this season has begun while another one is about to come to an end. Oh, wonderful transition there, Tony. (laughs) The MLB World Series, the teams have been decided. From the American League, we got the Houston Astros, who seem like they're just, they're always there. 7-0 so far. Exactly. That way you should note that. They have not lost yet in this playoffs, which is impressive. You don't see that too often in baseball. But uh, And then they are going against the team that I feel like the world is cheering for now. They've become... Their energy and everything has made them fun to watch, and that is the and Philadelphia Phillies. I think they're nine and two, right? They only lost the two games, and they had to win those extra two. So, yeah, they lost uh, the first game one to the Padres, and then they must have they lost one game to the 
Who they play in the first? I thing? think they, play, they lost the game, Braves game two to the game Braves. Two to the Braves. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's a pretty uh, impressive record, and that, that's what it takes is just getting hot. The fact mm. that these both teams have had short series, um, probably not great for the TV ratings. That Padres uh, couldn't uh, win more than one there. Uh, interesting series there, and that. Uh, Philly's pitching is not a strength. They have some good starters, but overall, I wouldn't say the rotation's great. Their whole, they don't have a bunch of depth there. Uh, but they quieted the Padres pretty much the entire series. Uh, Padres had a one big um, comeback win. I think was that they were down like six to two and one ten to six or something like that. Um, but yeah, for most of the series, Philly shut them down, and maybe that's just who the Padres actually were. That they had a good run there uh, to start the playoffs, and then the Magic ran out. Um, yeah, and then the American League, I, I, it wasn't like Houston was destroying them, but they just won their games, and that's what same thing they did in Seattle. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, another disappointing year for the Yankees, but they did, you know, they, they First, got to the Final Four, right? In, in college basketball, getting to the Final Four <laughs> is an accomplishment. Other sports, you kind of shit on it. But. Personally, this doesn't shock me with the Yankees. I just didn't think they were – a World Series team. I mean, yeah, you have the you can have all the power you want in the world, but you need more than that. Like that's always the thing with the Astros. The Astros always just seem to be balanced. They have the guys that hit home runs, and they got guys that can just hit the ball. And then they always seem to have, you know, Verlander's just somehow reemerged, just got his career back. And then they've got they always have those random pitchers, and their bullpen always comes through in the playoffs. So it's, but I'm telling you, man, the the energy of the Phillies. I saw something today that some guy has posted something in 2000 and. 20 and said made a list these are my next these are the teams i think are going to win the next 10 world series 2020 he said dodgers so he was right 2021 he said braves and he was right and he for 2022 he actually has the phillies and then it's after that it was like mariners and padres and mariners again so which is funny because the mariners actually shocked a lot of people with their young team so it it is funny to think like what does this guy know it's, it reminds me sean remember your buddy from the future <laughs> Oh yeah, I wonder what happened to him. His oh, name was in the Stephen. future. It's in the year yeah. twenty five hundred. He, he yeah. returned. <laughs> he knew everything. That crazy. guy was funny. I, I think the thing that impressed me the most about him was when he called that Von Miller MVP. Yeah, in the Super Bowl, that was impressive because that was like a twenty five to one odds bet or something like that. Amazing. But, uh, yeah, that was amazing. Maybe one day he'll come back. Yeah, <laughs> give us more Maybe. knowledge. Yeah, he changed uh, the future and his parents were no longer together so he had to go back oh yeah i see what you're doing there <laughs> but uh so andy really quick then what who do you want to win the world series you still have to go for philly and it's yeah, not me too it's not as well it's still very obvious but it's not um, as easy somehow people are pretending like the phillies have been like long tortured because they <clears throat> they hadn't made the playoffs in over 10 years mm-hmm. but they went to the world series back-to-back years and they won it in 08 uh and have won it very recently it is not like this super long drought or anything yeah, it's not like they had a really good run in the late aughts and early tens okay um with you know jimmy rollins chase utley ryan howard <clears throat> raul abanias jason worth <laughs> yeah jason they worth. had a, who was their pitching uh they not, had a, i think the joe Cole hamels <laughs> Oh, Joe Plant. I don't think they had great pitching, but they had just a devastating lineup. Of, well, Cole Hamels was on those teams, um, I thought. Yeah, I think. Um, did they have Cliff Lee? Did, I don't know. Yes, they did. They they did yeah. it one year where they 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 had uh, Halliday, Cliff Lee, and, and Cole Hamels or something. And it was like this team is going to win a million games. And I think they did win a bunch. I don't think, yeah, but they weren't. Um, they, then they lost the, in the first round, but but yeah, they've had a good run. They've had a bad run over the last eight years, but 
they have been very good recently. So I don't really feel bad for their fans. Be like, oh, what a drought. Like, there are teams have had it much worse. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're not a long-suffering team. Um, but the Astros <clears throat> are cheaters, and they keep making it here. And so I don't want to see them win. Agreed. Um, and and the, the thing that sucks about this is the World Series is set in stone. They have here's when the games are happening. Here's what days are happening. So everyone can make the travel plans in advance, I guess. But, I mean, how do you make the travel plans? We don't know who's playing. Um, but I guess you make your TV plans or whatever. Um, doesn't start till Friday. So we're going to go five whole days or four four whole days without any games. Kind of losing the momentum here. Um, other sports have the same thing. Obviously, the Super Bowl is always going to be the same day. But that's just the way football works. Um, but it sucks. we got to wait so long. These, they, they wrapped up their series so quick. And now here we are with nothing. No baseball. Like when it starts again, it'll be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, baseball still happening. And uh, I saw that one guy. Have you guys heard of Mattress Mac? I don't want to know. About he's him. he's this guy in Houston, this big, you know, Texas millionaire, billionaire, whatever you want to call him, who owns like these mattress stores or something. And he's done this before in the past, where every year he puts like a huge bet down on the Astros. And it was a few months ago, he put down some massive few million dollar bet on the Astros that will pay. I guess if. I don't know how many bets he has on them or what the what it was, but I did hear that if the Astros win, he'll win seventy five million, which I guess will oh, be wow. the biggest payout. And and it's from MGM. It'll be the biggest payout in MGM like history. Everyone so, in the city lit- limits gets a mattress. Well, that's yeah. crazy. When did when did he make that bet? Because I'm actually gonna. You're saying a few months ago the Astros should have been like eight to one at that point. Yeah, hold on. I'm looking at it yeah. right it was now. Twenty fifteen. Start the season. Maybe they were fourteen to one or something. Okay, let's see. He's four Astro wins away from record seventy-five million betting payout. That's the headline here. But uh, he plays several, oh, several seven-figure bets on the Astros to win this year's World Series with odds from ten to one to five to one. Okay, so he did it multiple times. Yeah, and he got it as the so the best he got it at was ten to one odds, and then the worst he got it at was five to one. Because I think even to start the World Series, the Astros were like three to one still. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think it'd be that good because baseball. I think it was people, like it was like plus two sixty or plus two fifty. People know that baseball is a crapshoot, so I, I don't think they they were not number one. The Dodgers. No, the Dodgers were, one. but they were right behind them. Yeah. That's why because the Dodgers yeah. were like plus two fifty, plus two hundred. That's, that's a dumb bet. <laughs> As you've yeah. seen, no, I know. that is a dumb bet. Um, but the thing is, is because those sports books are afraid of it because yeah. they know all these people are going to bet it. Like, what so were the if you can't make them four to one, the Phillies had if they were like twenty to one, that's an incredible value. I mean, I don't. I'm not asking you to look that up. It'd be too hard to do it at this point. Um, but yeah, that's. You'd have to hedge. I'd have to. So he does do these little promos. Yeah. It says for his like customers. It says, much like in the past, his name's like Mick. I will just call him Matrix Mac. Furniture customers would also be enjoying the benefits of the Astros winning it all. Gallery Furniture has previously held promotions in which customers that spend a certain amount of money would get their furniture free of charge if a specific team wins a championship. This time around, Mattress Mac is offering customers a chance to double their purchase if the Astros were to win the World Series. For example, if the Astros capture the 2022 World Series, a customer that purchased $5,000 worth of furniture would receive $10,000 back. This guy's just a giver. So, I don't know. That's funny. Well, still, I want the Phillies to win. That doesn't make that much logical sense. It doesn't at all. But if he's got, if he's winning seventy five million, he's just handing money out. To I people. would just go there and be like, "I want the entire store <laughs> for five hundred thousand. He's like, "All right, now I'll give you a million dollars." Then back. if the Phillies win, you're fucked. Oh, yeah. after okay, it's, it's after only if the Astros win. 
Oh, you have to do it now before. I thought you meant like if it happens, then you can go in there. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's yeah, clarify okay, that. Okay. Philly's I'm going to ask for something. sense. Yeah. All righty. Well, shall we move on? Yeah. All right. Let's get to college, college football, football next. Yeah. So uh, no change in the top six. Some some teams didn't play. So uh, no movement there. Uh, but we did see uh, three undefeated teams lose for the first time this week. So uh, first off, Ole Miss lost pretty big to LSU. Um, LSU still has talent, tough place to play. Uh, but that's that's a really bad loss to lose by 25 there. Um, they dropped all the way to 15th after that loss. So, yeah, the voters uh, are punishing them. Uh, and then UCLA lost to Oregon. I don't know what the line on there. I'm sure UCLA was was dogs there because I'm they had to, to go think. to Oregon. I think it was like seven or eight. Yeah, they were um, – they're probably a lesser team. Um, Oregon's great at home. They were very close in the rankings. So – uh, UCLA didn't drop too far. They dropped down to 12th, and I think Oregon went back up to 7 or 8 or something. Um, so there's a bunch of bunch of Pac-12 teams all bunched up in the 7 to like 12 range there. So Utah and USC are still up there. Uh, and then Syracuse lost. Uh, they played a tough game against Clemson. They, they were better than I think people would expect. Um, Clemson quarterback did not look good in that game. Oh, he got taken out? Um, yeah, so I don't know what. That's going to be interesting because I was actually watching a uh... – I was watching the SMU. Forget who they were playing, but I was watching the SMU SMU Cincinnati game, and RG three Robert Griffin was uh, announcing it, and they had heard that that had happened, and they asked him, "They're like in that situation, like, do you lose your quarterback there?" Like, and he's like, "Oh, absolutely." He's like, "The guy's been doing well all season. He has one bad, you know, half or whatever it was, and they yanked him, and it's like now he's gonna, you know, he loses trust, I think, in him." And so, it, it was a big preseason story that like did the team really believe in him? He had well, the, the guy came season. in and brought him back. So I think yeah, um, I don't know what the deal is. The update is on that, but yeah, doesn't look so, good. So yeah, him. Clemson. Yeah, they they hung on and won, uh, but they're still undefeated. But yeah, who who knows? I think they're clearly not as good as the other top teams, but uh, because they're Clemson, they'll they'll stay highly ranked there. Um, and Syracuse has dropped to 16th. Not a not a huge loss. Still. a Still a successful season so far for them, I think. Um, but yeah, next Tuesday will be a big deal. So we got we got some games next week, but uh, next Tuesday is the first official rankings. So uh, hopefully those will be out before we start recording. Maybe we will have those. Very good. Be interesting to see what they do. Um, we should. Uh, will they put Alabama above Tennessee, even though they they won head to head? I don't know. They make some weird decisions. So. And they also love Alabama. Yeah. Uh, the little committee the, who does the, this. The four teams that have always been there the last few years. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson. Yeah. They're just loved. All right. Well, is that it for some college? Shall it, we move on to the Move on boys? to the pros. It is, yeah. It is time for the pros. Yeah. All right, Andy. You tell us out of the big week seven headlines, what is the Tony's take lead? <laughs> uh, what's like most important to... I think the whole sport. Uh, I'm gonna go here. Let's go with Colts lose. Okay, this I actually like watched. Or I watched that game. Picking a category. Uh, I'd like to go with Colts lose. <laughs> All right, for 400, Andy. <laughs> what happened in the game? Uh, so what? It's not what happened in the game. It's what happened after the game. Uh, the Colts lost a kind of normal game. They always lose to Tennessee. Uh, everyone always predicts Tennessee to like not be good because they're like well, they were overrated last year. This is the year they'll fall apart. Tennessee, again, ahead of that division. 
two and zero against the Colts already in this young season, um, and they won't go three and zero because uh, that's it. You only play them twice. Uh, but after the game, the Colts announced that um, well, Matt Ryan. First of all, Matt Ryan got hurt, but Matt Ryan has lost his job as starting quarterback. And that of a separated shoulder, though, independent of the injury, the okay. coach made it clear. He said. This okay. is not because of the injury. Very good. We are going in a different direction. Thank and God. That is a that is brutal to have your coach say that, especially after there were some good feelings. Not just just like two weeks ago, they were all excited about how you know that Broncos game sucked, but he's a veteran leader who brought the team back. I mean, it was and uh, the Colts are throwing that all away here. I know? watched a little bit of that game, and there was two possessions in a row they had where he threw an interception. One of them was a pick six. Both times they were driving. The pick six happened when they were at like the. 30 yard line of the Tennessee. And then the other interception happened when they were around midfield. And those were the difference in the game because they were, they were down three zero when he was driving before the pick six happened. Let's just say that even if they got a field goal there, it's three, three. I mean, let's just erase a complete touchdown from the game and give that's a 10 point swing. They lost the game by nine. Uh, so, I mean, I think the lucky thing for, uh, for Tennessee, I mean, for the Colts is that, it is a softer division. Like it isn't the strongest division. I mean, we, you know, so we'll see. You never know. Maybe this is the spark they need. I mean, they've got playmakers. They've got Michael Pittman. They've got Jonathan Taylor, uh, but they just haven't been able to give Matt Ryan enough time to have, and then have him get them the ball, I guess. But the, the crazy thing about this too, is that I was looking at the rankings or the league leaders, Matt Ryan, I think is fourth in the entire league in pass yards this year, third yeah. or fourth. He, so it's not even like he's having a completely awful year. It's just they're just the offense just isn't grooving. He's uh, definitely leading interceptions though. So oh, he's, he's got throwing, nine. He's got nine. Throwing a ton. Yeah. Um. Yeah. In bad spots, and he just looks old and slow. And he does. He looks. Him. He looks really bad. Like it looks like it's that family member you haven't seen in a long time, and then they come over for Thanksgiving. You're like, you don't want to say he looks like shit, but everybody's murmuring it throughout the kitchen and stuff. Like, fuck, what happened to Ron over here, dude? It's like, yeah, no, he doesn't look good. Looks like his wife just left him, took the kids, the house, everything. And you know who that actually was? That was Tom Brady that yeah. did that to him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that is on here as well, I think. Yes. Yeah, that's another um, good one too. We, we have yeah, we have some old quarterbacks really struggling, looking and, old too. Uh, the thing is, Matt Ryan isn't the oldest one. He's I think he's only thirty seven, and this is uh, is this the end? If he's getting benched here, is oh, he just is not? He's just not a starter caliber guy anymore. Who, I mean, who would he who would he start for right now? At the top know. of your head, like yeah. you can't I mean, even there's, think. There's bad the teams, but who would want to take the chance on exactly. a 37 year old who's not going to not going to get better? And is he going to be there next year? The Colts have been doing this every year, bringing in a new veteran. Uh, the year with Rivers worked; he was actually good, but he was old and said, "I don't want to do this anymore," uh, which is you know his his right. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting when we see other quarterbacks go longer. Um, Obviously, your your old guy Roethlisberger went a few more years than age thirty seven. Brady's still going after that age. Rodgers is still going after that age. Um, but this is more. This is what you should expect. Is like this is when at the end of the line is uh, at this age. I think we just kind of maybe got spoiled. Um, but yeah, if, if that's it, that's it for his career. Um, he still ends up top ten, I think, in yards and touchdowns, but doesn't get up there past uh, some of the other. Recent retirees, like, uh, I mean, definitely not Breeze, but didn't pass uh, Rivers or Roethlisberger. So um, when it looked like, oh, he's definitely on pace for it. The amount of amount of yards he throws per season, he plays a few more seasons, he's definitely going to get up there. But I don't know. This this is the end. That, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, good career, good quarterback. But 
Sad. Sad. It is sad. Yeah, it's a bummer. He'll always he'll go down as one of the unique ones because he always was a passing yards leader and stuff, and he was good, and he just got that Super Bowl swipe from him. Yep. But uh, but yeah, the other big news though for the other older quarterback was Tom Brady and the Buccaneers second week in a row as double digit favorites lose, and this time it was to arguably the worst team in the NFL. We could say it, it is very strange what happened here. Yeah, the Carolina Panthers gave up with the season this, tra- this, this during this week. Yeah, we didn't even get to talk about it yet. That Christian McCaffrey was it, it's part of yeah yeah. yeah. The I mean, we here. can we can lead it into yeah. It's no, it's part of this discussion is what I'm saying. Um, Carolina Panthers without their first three quarterbacks, I think, um, going no, to PJ Walker. They're technically their fifth string, is according fifth? to like okay. the preseason roster. Uh, PJ Walker, yeah, PJ Walker, who uh, has actually started games from the past because they've had a disastrous quarterback situation for a while now. Um, no one expected anything from this team. They're actively shopping other players. Yeah, they traded Robbie Anderson and Christian McCaffrey. Um, yeah, and Tampa Bay, 13-point favorites, and Tampa Bay hadn't been all that impressive. That tells you how bad people expect the Carolina to be. Um, and yet, the Bucks couldn't score, and somehow their defense, which has been really good, gave up, I think, 24 to P.J. Walker, and he had, he had like, the highest-rated game of any quarterback. It's just unreal how that happens. I don't know. I don't know. Just some extra magic for a nice guy. I don't know. I don't know what happened here. I've also said, like, Tom Brady, I mean, you just come to realize now that it's like, these guys are human beings also, you know what I mean? Like, they they have off-field stuff that does affect them. And it's, in my opinion, I think it is clear that the stuff going on with him off the field has at least been somewhat of a distraction to him. And then also, when you look at him, like, I know Tom Brady's always been big about, like, oh, he's the super healthy guy, eats good. And he he looks more, like, frail right now. He doesn't look, he looks kind of weak. And it's like, I, I think that's due to stress. I think maybe he's not eating as much and like he's just not there and stress can burn you out physically and mentally. And honestly, I hate to say it, but I think that's what we're seeing. And that's, it's just a bummer because it's like the way you want to remember Tom Brady is oh, the guy with the seven Super Bowls that went out, like went to the Buccaneers, dominated this guy, went retired to his loving family. And it's like some people are going to remember him as like, wow, that last season with the Buccaneers was a disaster. I mean, I know like ultimately they're not, but that's how we send him off, though. You know what I mean? Like if we send them off with a Buccaneers team that goes seven and 10 and misses the playoffs, that's, and then you find out also like, Oh, he loses his family. I mean, that's, that's wild. Yeah. I'm, Although seven I'm, and 10 might win this division. I don't know if that's what you're laughing at, but no, I'm, I don't, I don't want to see Tom Brady have any more success. So I don't really care. Um, also, I don't know. Don't, oh, I don't want to be involved. This in his, I don't want to be in his family life. You know, I don't know. Maybe he's better off. I don't know. Yeah, no, exactly. We don't know that. We don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Um, but yeah, it was going to happen eventually. And he he says he's still fine. He wants to keep playing. So this might not even be the last season. They could go 7-10 and 10 and he'd be like, fuck it. We had some injuries. Office line will be better next year. I'm coming back. Um, I think that's probably more likely than not at this point. Um, he's probably like crazy and is like, I don't want to go out uh, going 7-10. and 10, So, uh, But yeah, not, not a good... Not a good look here for the team right now. Um, and then also to uh, one of the other big NFC contenders featuring an older quarterback is also really struggling here. Uh, Green Bay lost again, oh, yeah. like three in a row. Um, again to a below average team, maybe a bad team even. Taylor Heineke, backup quarterback starting for Washington, who isn't good. But he played, he played well. The Packers defense, which I expected to be the best in the NFC, 
It's just been bad in that. I, I don't know. Everyone's criticizing their defensive coordinator because he, everywhere he's gone where he's been a defensive coordinator, the team has been bad. But he's respected veteran coach. But the team is not performing. You knew the offense might have a little trouble with the lack of receiver talent, but it's probably worse than we expected. I think everyone was in on the two running backs. We're just going to kind of carry the load for the team. Hasn't happened. So I don't know. This team's a mess. And I don't know when they play Minnesota again, but if Minnesota if Minnesota gets them on this bad streak and goes 2-0 and against them, that division's going to be over You know, by Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think I saw the Packers. I heard today Packers to win the uh, NFC North are like – I, w- I want to say it was like plus it was like three to one odds or something four to one odds now like they're not predicted at all to win that division. Yeah, and then the uh, they're tied with the Bears actually. So, uh, and I don't like the Bears' chances despite a good game this week. That I mean, we'll get to, and but. when you look at the Packers right here, I mean it doesn't get easy. I mean their next few games in Buffalo that's probably a loss. I think I think they said that's uh, their ten and a half point favorite. I mean underdogs, which is the biggest yeah, underdog Aaron Rodgers has ever been in his career. He's never been a double digit underdog. And then they go to Detroit, and it's like the way they're playing in Detroit, that's one of those games where Detroit – why couldn't – Detroit might be favored in that game, to be honest. Like Detroit's one of those sneaky ah, teams at home. I'm just telling you. I'm I not so sure on that. Packers one, won't be favored by more than four. I mean, they were hardly yeah. favored. They weren't even – they were only favored by four against Washington. And then they go at home against Dallas, which could be good, and then home against Titans, and then at the Eagles. Yeah, these are at, tough games. And then at the Bears, which in December, that's not an easy game, in Chicago, and then home against the Rams – at the Dolphins, and then so they don't play Vikings again until New Year's Day at home. So that could be the game that even decides this team makes the playoffs. You never know. But uh, it's not an easy road, that's for sure. Like, those were not easy games. I couldn't even name one game there that was like a for sure, oh, they should win that for sure, just because the the weak teams like Detroit that was on the and Chicago were on the road. So not going to be easy. Mm -hmm. It's tough to win on the road. And you know it doesn't matter who it is. Sometimes at this point, it's hard to tell who's who's a real walkover because you know look, and that's how the NFL works. But you saw Carolina looked like oh they're the worst team by far, and they had a good game. So who knows? Um, I want to look at the local teams here. It's going to be hard for me to talk about, but uh, first of all, the Rams were on a bye, so they didn't get worse. They didn't get in more injuries, uh, so that's good. They didn't resolve the whole Cam Akers situation either. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, the Chargers played home game against Seattle. Uh, they were five point favorites. I don't. I don't know why. Uh, they were four and two, but that was a a mirage. This team has all kinds <laughs> of problems. Um, Keenan Allen was didn't come back, but like for like four plays, uh, is very much hyped. I didn't think he was actually going to play because they have the bye coming up, so they'd get it in another couple weeks. Could have been but, like a decoy thing. Get him prepared for him, and then no, they, they, I'm not playing. They said he 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 went, and he's like, I'm not fast enough yet. I can't really be good. Um, he saw them get down 14-0 in the first quarter. A, it was, was like, I'm out of here. Disastrous game. Yeah, down right away. Um, Chargers kind of made it closer, and then the offense just kind of just died. And they they have so many problems. The offensive lines beat up. Even the players that are playing are are hurt. And the receivers, they were going into the game with uh, their number one and I think their number six guy. Like the rest of the two through four were missing. Uh, missing their second tight end, who's probably their best receiving tight end. Uh, just it's been a miserable year. And it, and it only got worse in this game. Uh, the biggest injury was J.C. Jackson. 
rupturing his patella, which is going to be career-altering. So he's definitely out for the whole year. But who knows when he comes back, will he um, ever be even good again? He wasn't good for him this year when he did play. Uh, they gave a bunch of money to him, but that's going to be really hard to come back from. And that's one of the reasons the NFL sucks is injuries happen and sometimes you just get stuck. You know, in the NFL, you can cut players and usually get a lot of money back. But uh, the star players, when you, they get into free agency, they usually get more guarantees. So um, he'll at least be, uh, be a big hit financially to them next year, I think, at least. But uh, Then also Mike Williams sprained his ankle and he's out for, I said, multiple weeks. They don't know. And by the time he is ready to come back, maybe the team's just so dead that they just tell him to stay home. <laughs> um, and then their third string defensive end also got hurt and is going to be out maybe for the rest of the season. That's just bad um, luck. So they're they're without Joey Bosa and then their third string guy who is really their only pass rusher left after that. It's one team to have a team that has so many injuries in a season, but it's one thing too where it just seems like they're all your highlighted guys. Like it seems like the only two guys left are. Eckler and Herbert, <laughs> and Herbert was banged yeah. up earlier. So they had they had eight guys in the top 100, and I believe they're all hurt. <laughs> six of the eight are hurt. Probably just Herbert and Eckler, right? Herbert, yeah, Herbert and Eckler is the only that's ones a, left. That's crazy. That is um, bad luck. Although, yeah, like Corey Lindsley played again. He was out, and then he was in, and he's out. I, I don't know. So he's he's there. Um, but yeah, and Mike Williams wasn't even part of that top 100. He was probably like pretty close of, to one hundred three, probably. Or yeah, and uh, now he's out. Um, it's just it's miserable. It's it's the way. The game works, but there are actually real concerns now because the Chargers play on this uh, the field uh, here in L.A. called SoFi Stadium. You know what I'm talking about? You heard of it? A <laughs> um, lot of injuries this year, specifically at that stadium. Um, also, the Rams play there. Okay. They've had a lot of injuries at that stadium. Oh. And then also, there was a Super Bowl played last year. Do you remember when uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, tore his ACL at the Super Bowl? I actually didn't remember that. Yeah. Okay. Um, he blamed the field. Here it is. The field it keeps taking people out. So what's the issue then they're saying with the field? It's a shitty turf. That wow, that's actually really interesting. People are really upset about the turf at, the, at SoFi that they, I don't know, took some shortcuts. That that whole, the whole construction. Because they, they wanted it built quick. Cool. Yeah, the construction was kind of a disaster. They also. And from somebody that works in landscape and like, yeah. which is slash construction, because we've done some construction stuff. I definitely now understand what that is like when you do cut corners and rush stuff. So I know the, um, I think the Raiders, I know the Cardinals do it, but I think the Raiders do it as well, is they actually bring grass onto the field during the game or for the game days. Um, so you can actually have an indoor stadium and also have like good grass. Chargers didn't do that. They wanted this thing to be a multi-purpose stadium. You're going to have the World Cup there. You're going to have Olympics. Oh, yeah. They wanted to do all this stuff. They, I don't know they've also yeah. wanted uh, for what it's worth, but like March Madness, like Final yeah. Four championship games there too. They want to do everything, and this is what you get, baby. And, uh, it's it's terrible because injuries are just so frustrating. Yeah. Um. Obviously, when your team underperforms, it's upsetting. But like when you feel like it was stolen from you, uh-huh. that's yeah, it's it's tough to take. And, Sorry. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to enjoy the rest of the season. Also, Sean, if uh, they said too, if SoFi does have the March Madness. Final four championship game there, it'll have to be a hundred yards. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just making a joke because they're saying how like the SoFi guy, the guy that the owner of the SoFi stadium and stuff, they were saying how they want the they would like to have the college basketball like the final four and championship game there, but obviously, you know, they bring out a basketball court of stage, but I was making the joke saying that if it was there, the court would have to be a hundred yards. 
Uh, gotcha. Can you imagine? Very good. <laughs> Take hey, under one game. Be really good in a game like that. You know? Um. Yeah, anything else that's terrible about this team that I want to talk about? I don't know. The Chargers? Yeah. No, I think we'll, we'll move on for the sake of you, Andy. So the next thing on the list we got here is that uh, Dak Prescott comes back for the Dallas Cowboys against the Detroit Lions. Early on in that game, it looked like, uh-oh, because Detroit looked good for about, what, two and a half, three quarters? And then that game ended up being a little more lopsided than I think it really was because I think the Lions ended up winning by like, what, like 15 points or something, 19 points so or something? 24-6 final. So okay, 18 know, points. Um, yeah, and Dak Prescott's like, oh, is he not as good as Cooper Rush? But then he actually finished with a, some nice numbers, not a, not a ton of attempts. Um, and I think that's that storyline's over. I think we're ready to move on. Um, yeah, it was fun while yeah, it lasted. Yeah. Cooper Rush. And you know what the sad thing about a guy like Cooper Rush is? is no offense, Cooper, if you're listening, but he's not going any – he's not going to – like it's not one of those situations where some team is going to call him up this offseason and be like, Cooper, we need you over here in New Orleans or something. It's like, nah, dude, like you are a backup that comes in when a guy gets hurt and makes things exciting for two, three weeks, and then that's yeah. it. Unfortunately, like, that's his role in the NFL. Seven years from now, he'll be – And he's got a hot wife, so he'll retire young and make some money and live with her and have kids and – have a farm or something. I'm gonna say seven years from now he'll be like a backup on the Arizona Cardinals or something, and their their starter will get hurt, and he'll come in. And you're like, oh, oh that guy, I remember the wild card round. Remember that year he went. Honestly, it's kind of like Chad Henney. It feels like where it's like you st- Mahomes yeah. will go out, and you're like, oh shit, Chad Henney's yeah. still playing. But Chad Henney, I think got, I think he started like two full seasons for the Dolphins. That's what I'm talking about. Um, but it's like he's still a name you remember. It's Cooper the whole, Rush had like, this little run here. I'm more so talking about like, oh wait, I know that name. Yeah. Like when yeah. you don't know where the hell they're playing at. Yeah, that's always fun. Like um, with the whole the Colts thing, they're they're going to start Sam Ellinger. Uh, Nick Foles is, is on that roster still too. And it's like ah, Nick Foles is still out there making money, you know. And yeah, he'll never he'll never forget that. Well, the whole world will never forget yeah, the Super Bowl. Of course not. It replaced the MVP of the league pretty much, or the guy that was going to win MVP. But uh, speaking of the East Coast, we got two teams in New York that are usually very bad that are shaking up the football world. We'll start with the New York football giants who beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, improving their record to six and one. I still listen to a lot of people that have no faith in them. And I, I mean, I don't blame them, but it's fun right now. It's a fun story. And uh, I think I just wanted to touch on really quick. Andy is a few weeks ago when the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the chargers. We were sitting here like, wait a minute. We think this Jaguar team could be good. I don't think they've won since. (laughs) I think they're two and five now. So we were wrong that Jaguars team isn't ready to make that leap, but well, they look good though. Their young guys their, look good in their defense. They were losing all these games for like three points. Yeah, unfortunately, um, it's still losing. But yeah, though. that's that's tough. So, but, um, the, but Travis Etienne is now taking over. He's, yeah, that's part of the and next that'll story. be part of the next story of how much he's taking over. But uh, New York Giants six and one. What say you? I mean, their their schedule is not. I, I still don't buy so them. I don't buy them either. I think Philly will just destroy him. So this is what I think is happen with the Giants. Their schedule isn't that tough from what I remember. This is a type of team to me that I think goes 10 and six, maybe what would it be 10, and seven? 10 and seven. I mean, maybe 11 and six, but I think probably 10 and seven. I mean, I fuck that. I mean, they still could go nine and eight. I mean, you never know, but regardless, I think this team is a team that makes the playoffs and then they're going to meet somebody like the Rams or something in the first round and just get obliterated. But, uh, yeah, there was a, a Chargers team in I think 2002. They started out six and one. You had LT in his second year, Drew Brees in his second year, and it's like yeah, Antonio Gates. This is it was before Gates. Oh fuck! And I was like, yeah, this is this is they're going to turn around. Uh, they finished eight and eight. 
Yeah, I mean that can very. The only reason I just don't um, think it'll I, happen with the Giants. Yeah, is their I don't schedule. think it'll happen. Their either. schedule's easy. But uh, anyway, to the other New York team, <clears throat> the New York Jets, the J E T S Jets, 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 five and two. But Andy, it came at a huge price because they lose. There's the guy that was probably the favorite for at least offensive rookie of the year, Brees Hall, to a t- ACL. It's definitely season-ending things. So it was a season-ending injury. It was exactly that. But he's yeah. out for the year. He's he's been looking great for them. He broke off like a seventy-five-yard touchdown run in this game. But uh, the guy they gained though was from the Jacksonville Jaguars, James Robinson, who is a good running back. And the reason he had to leave Jacksonville is because Travis Etienne, who we just were briefly talking about, has taken over for Jacksonville. Great second-year player out of Clemson, and Robinson's a good runner too. So. I think that'll still help the Jets. I don't think that's that much of a decline. If it, I mean, I mean, we still have such a small sample size on Brees Hall that we don't even know if it is a decline yet. But uh, ever since Zach Wilson came in, he's three zero. I mean, for what that's worth, and he's not good. <laughs> and he's not good. No, he throws like one hundred and fifteen yards a yeah. game. Like so. So here is the thing: they beat the Broncos, and it's like, oh, Russell Wilson sucks again, right? No, Russell Wilson didn't even play this game. Yeah, uh, Brett R- Rippin. Who I guess is the nephew of some famous quarterback, Mark Rippon. Yep. was like the Redskins. Oh, can't say, can't say it. Well, they were the Redskins. I almost, at the time. I almost said it. Oh, Uh-oh. the Washington team of football yeah, from nineteen ninety-three or something. Um, but yeah, he he played. He actually beat the Jets in like a big Monday Night Football game like two years ago. <laughs> um, it's like a crazy game where it's like, why is this guy playing? But yeah, not not that impressive of a win, but a win nonetheless. A win. Yeah. Yep. So that's the other thing. They're the other. <laughs> Part of it. It's like the Jets and Giants are, you know, a combined 11 and three to start the season, but there's no hope. There's no faith in these two teams. And I think it's for obvious reasons. So it'll be interesting to see, like, if these teams keep it up. And, you know, I'll tell you what January football with the Giants and Jets would be, I'm okay with it. I don't have anything against these teams. It's fun to kind of see the teams that have been so bad for so long actually finally get in there again. I don't think the Jets have played the Bills yet. Yeah, that'll be the good so test they'll, they'll to see play, how they compete with them. They'll go 0 2. No, I, I get that, but I mean, if they compete um, with them, though, it's still. They did beat the Dolphins, but that was without Tua. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you move on here. Yeah, we'll move on here to the Las Vegas Raiders. Beat up the Houston Texans coming off their bye week, but they're still 2 and 4. They still got a big uphill climb, but it's a, it's it's one of those situations where we look at, the, we just talked about the Giants 6 and 1, Raiders are 2 and 4. If these two teams played each other tomorrow on a neutral field, Raiders are probably favored by like four or five points, I think. Yeah, maybe. That's what the funny thing yeah. about this is, is the Raiders are actually a, a solid two and four team. And the Giants might be like a six and one hoax team, but hey, that's that's showbiz as they call it. Yeah, the Raiders offense is uh, performing. They've got players at every spot now. Um, Josh Jacobs has been incredible. Oh, very incredible. And he's, he's playing uh, in that contract season. Contract. He's proven himself. Hey, that's a real thing though, Andy. Oh yeah, I know. It's a real thing and Josh Jacobs with 140 yards, three touchdowns. He's second in the league in rushing yards. Like second in the league in, I think, rushing touchdowns, both behind Nick Chubb. I mean, he's he's making a case for himself. Good for him, too. Cause he is a he was a very he's a talented running back out of Alabama. So I'm I'm happy for him to see like him make him make his case, be like, hey Raiders, you either gonna resign me or I'm starting somewhere else. But I'm still I'm still electric. All right. We got three three last ones here to go here. So uh this one, not much to say. Chiefs dominated the 49ers. 49ers yeah. have a lot of injuries. Jimmy is just not he's just not a great player. <clears throat> he's fine. He can fill in. But uh, if the 49ers don't have all their guys, then it's just a different team. Uh, and the Chiefs look 
like they've figured everything out on offense again. They're just they're, they might have like another two game lull or something. They always seem to do it, but they're going to be there right there at the end. Um, and then moving on to your team, I don't know how happy you were with that performance. I mean, I, yeah, I think Kenny Pickett's too young or, or too he inexperienced. He's, he is. He's he's a. I heard a quote today that they said was from the great Vince Lombardi, where it said he's a year away from being a year away, and we'll go with that. Kenny Pickett, it was uh that was a very interesting game. I don't know how much of it you watched. I kind of it was one of those things where I kind of had it on TV, but like wasn't fully paying attention the whole time. But uh they got down 13-0 pretty quickly. I think it was 13-0, right? I know they got down 10-0 quick, and I want to say it was 13-0 and then ended up being 16-10 late and then there was the, the one thing they've talked about all week was that that I've heard was how the coach for the Dolphins chose to not kick that field goal in the, I don't know if it was the end of the third or early fourth when it was 16 to 10 on like a fourth and five or something at like the 25 or 30 or something. He could have kicked a field goal to go up nine, but he elected to go for it and he didn't get it. And then Steelers had their chances, including the very end where Steelers got down to like the Miami 20 with about 20, 30 seconds left. And Pickett just made an awful throw that give credit to where credits due. It was a, it was a ball that was thrown right at the guy for the interception, but he was close to the sideline, had to make a very athletic play to keep his feet in, which he did. But uh, just, just bad throw. Just you know, and that's the thing is like he's just, he's just not there yet. I mean, he's also thrown in like his three, four starts, like six or seven interceptions already. Probably more than that, actually. I think he, he threw two. I think the first game, and then that's three right there. So he's probably thrown seven or eight in like three starts or whatever it is. But yeah, I think it's the most interceptions in the first three games or something like that it's, yeah i believe or he's only is. started he's only made two starts and technically that's right because so. he came in in the yeah. second half for the he's thrown nine or something already and then he got uh, pulled in the yeah. last game for like well it was an injury right yeah i know but still it's i mean it makes it kind of makes you know for some chatter because you know it's it's that funny thing where i know they want to go with Pickett because he's there at least for now he's their future but Trubisky is the one that came in, and then they, you you beat Tampa Bay, and it's you know then you see this game against Miami. They're, they're not going to make the playoffs, so you just want to see what this guy can do. Exactly, and that's that's, that's the thing. That is the the reality of it. And then here we go. The it's not going to be about this year. It's going to be about next year. Can oh, exactly. The year next after year, that, yeah. That's when you decide is this not the guy or not. Yeah, so. that's a good point. But uh, another team with two young quarterbacks that played on Monday Night Football this week, we've got the Chicago Bears that went to New England to face. I don't know when it was if it was a last minute decision if he like because I thought all week we it was going to yeah, be Zappy but we did not know, it uh, ended up being uh, Mac Jones that started and I saw that the line in that game I I know it was like at one point it was like seven seven and a half and I know it closed all the way up to like eight and a half or nine a lot of money was coming in on New England I think the line even moved up maybe a point or so when they found out Mac Jones was starting because in Vegas's eyes I guess or whatever that Mac Jones is better than Zappy but not the case Bears got off to an early start. Mac Jones gets benched when it was was it fourteen nothing when he got benched? I'm not sure, but I think know, it was something like that. Or and then or, after a couple drives, yeah, doing nothing and throwing an interception. Actually, I want to say it was thirteen nothing. It was thirteen nothing, and then yeah, he definitely came was, in because it was ten nothing. It was it was thirteen nothing, and then he Mac jo- uh, Bailey Zappi came in. Is that his first name, Bailey? Am I, okay, yeah. Bailey Zappi came in through two drives, two touchdowns, and it looks like oh my god, I I I heard that. At that moment, apparently tons of money came in on Zappi to be offensive player of the year because of the fact that Hall got injured and then he just did this. And they're like, oh my God. And then after that, he throws two interceptions. Bears end up going off to it. I think 33-14 victory. 
something like that. Mm-hmm. An impressive victory for the Bears that were a touchdown and a half underdogs, almost double-digit underdogs, and they went into New England on a cold, rainy October evening and took care of business. So kind of impressive. Justin Fields looked actually uh, pretty good at times. Like he was running the ball well, and you know what's funny is I, I actually, for the first time, when I while watching that game, I actually listened to the the Mannings brothers a version of it. And I gotta say I like it more than Joe Buck and Aikman because they just get very into it and they, they I mean they're not commentating, they're just breaking it down and they're talking as players. And it's like they're very smart because there was a touchdown pass in the at the end of the first half that Fields had to Herbert and Manning, Peyton Manning, called it and he saw it and, and said like he just described it perfectly. And he even stood up. He was so stoked because it was just executed so quickly I mean, perfectly it was like some sort of blitz and they did it was a quick little halfback screen and he said it was literally the perfect play call and herbert ran it like 24 yards wide open for the touchdown but it's kind of cool seeing their perspective better than troy aikman looking like he's had like six whiskeys up there talking to joe freaking buck yeah big surprise because the last two games the patriots have dominated on defense against bad offenses and the bears are certainly a bad offense it's just like, all right, Belichick's just going to shut this team out, right? Um, no, 33. Um, I would not want to be on the Patriots this week. Belichick is probably not going to be happy. Everyone will be running all day or something. But Yeah, who knows who, who will start next week. Um, it definitely seemed like, no, Mac Jones is still the starter. That's not even a question. But now, who knows? Time will tell. We will uh, be here next week to let you know. <laughs> And I think that'll uh, wrap up our sports on this uh, fine October evening. Very good. Well, you've been listening to episode 294 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Yes, thank you. And Tony Katz. Yes, thanks for listening. Keep telling friends. Have them tell their friends. We'll see you later.